Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It's the last Friday of October, October 29th, as we head into this weekend. Um, this will be the last market day for October. Monday will be uh, the 1st of November, and we're getting closer and closer to the holiday season. But uh, yesterday was not a bad day. We'll talk about that and more when we get ready to uh, talk to Dave here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, let me just remind you of our core retirement design that helps you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through that process with us. And looking forward to our conversation with Dave. We've got some big names that reported overnight. So we've got that and more coming up next. are there. Good morning. Hello. It's 841 now, 19 before 9. Let's check in on your money and find out what's going on this morning. It was party time yesterday on Wall Street. We were way off, especially on the Dow. It was a really good day, and NASDAQ went up like a skyrocket, too, and then the markets closed, and three big stocks reported, and all of a sudden, everybody's taking antidepressants. Let's figure out what went on and check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, what a difference three lousy reports make, right? Yeah, that's right, David. Uh, man, I'm telling you, everybody, we talked about it yesterday. We had Amazon and uh, Apple reporting after the market closed, and guess what? They didn't come through this time. Uh, just missed uh, across the board, and that's got everybody in a tizzy when it looks at the marketplace today. It sure looks like it. One of my headline news items is Apple sounds a $6 billion holiday season warning. That uh, does kind of sound like you uh, Armageddon's on the way, doesn't it? It does. It definitely sounds that way. And uh, and we'll dive deeper into those after we look at some of the macro stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely got us off to a little rocky start this morning. Yeah, understood. Let's go to that macro stuff because we've got kind of a mixed bag of news as far as macro stuff is concerned as well. Government issued their uh, personal consumption expenditures inflation rate this morning. And for this past uh, month, it's not too good. It annualizes out to 4.4%. Last reading they had was 4.2%, so inflation hasn't been tamed yet. And then we get to personal numbers, uh, our earnings and our spending. First of all, during September, our personal income, according to the government, it was expected to go down by a little bit because we were going through a little bit of a coronavirus panic then. It was expected to go down three-tenths of a percent, fell by one full percentage point in September, which is really concerning. And then the other side of the fence is we expected to spend more. We spent exactly what the government figured we would, six-tenths of a percent more, which means our income's going down, our spending's going up, and doggone, that means we're burning plastic, right? That's what it sounds like to me, Dave. It definitely does. And um, so those are, are some not-so-good numbers, um, especially when we had um, positive numbers the month before for personal income being up a little bit. Uh, so... Uh, so, you know, you know it, it, it is what it is, and we, we can only hope it's a data point and that it improves. 
Absolutely. It does tend to rattle the markets, though, because when you start getting to the big, you know, the big hedge funds and uh, and uh, mutual funds, they tend toward being very well-researched day traders, but day traders nevertheless. So they get one little chink in the armor and they respond vociferously. And when we go from a 231-point, 239-point uh, gain on the Dow yesterday to a little bit of red ink this morning, you definitely see a change in mood on the heavy money investors, don't you? Well, you do, and let's just uh, you know, let's just take it this way too. It's the last day of the month, so it's the last trading day. Um, so sometimes you'll see mutual funds start truing up because they'll they'll have to send stuff to the SEC and reports and that kind of stuff. So sometimes they'll be manipulating their uh, portfolio also. Absolutely. And you also realize some cash profits when you do see some uh, chinks on the horizon. And the monthly statements always look better when you show cash and a, and a net gain rather than showing everything tanking on the last day of the trading period. That, that's true. Hey, I just saw this out of the corner of my eye, Dave, and, and we didn't mm -hmm. talk about this beforehand, but the pending home sales index came out yesterday after you and I spoke mm -hmm. uh, about 10 o'clock. And, and it was not pretty. They expected it to go up by 1%. It actually fell by 2.3%. Whoa. Yeah. That's a complete turnaround from the housing reports we had earlier in the month, isn't it? It, it is. It, it is. So I'm not sure what the pending home sales, what that actually measures. But um, I'm thinking it's things that are contracted, but in, in between contract and closing, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I think that's the measurement for it, although I've never researched exactly what the criteria are. L as you said earlier, I mean, the, the, the personal income numbers, uh, you kind of look at and say, okay, this could very well be a data point because we had a pleasant surprise the month before. But still, on a day-to-day -day basis, we're not getting a flood of good news this morning out of the government by any measure, are we? No, no, we're really not. And you take that with some of the earnings reports we have, and, and obviously that's putting um, pressure on the indexes. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of those earning reports because we kind of alluded to it. Apple showed uh, supply chain issues and uh, did not make their numbers, which is the first time they haven't done that since I think I was reading 1998 or something dumb like that. Uh, no, it was, actually, it was actually five years. It's five years. It's 2016. Well, that's like 1998. <laughs> Been a heck of a long time since Apple hasn't sold like hotcakes. And when they talk supply chain, I'm still looking at the big cell phone companies still giving away iPhone 13s. I don't know where the supply chain issues are, but there's plenty of phones to give away. I don't know what their reasoning is. Yeah, it sounds like it, too. I, I agree. But they did. They uh, Apple came in. Their earnings per share matched what was expected at $1.24. Where they missed was in the revenue numbers. And don't get me wrong, they, they missed, but they're still up year over year significantly. Their, their revenue missed by a little over a billion dollars, uh, but they're still up 29% from where they were last year, same time. And they're, I noticed that with a miss, a couple of the brokerage houses are already raising their target price, so somebody isn't really taking this with a great degree of concern. That's, that's right. Let's face it. It's Apple, right? iPhone sales, that was probably the biggest uh, a disappointment because it missed by about $3 billion in sales, but yet it's still up 47% year over year. So you have to start wondering what the analysts were looking at, right? When they're looking at the numbers, but, uh, but so Apple is trading down. It's down about a little over three and a half percent this morning. Um, so I'm sure there's some of the brokerage houses looking at that as a buying opportunity right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but let's compare that to Amazon, which also, 
missed. And, and I will tell you, they missed across the board. They, they missed uh, earnings. Uh, they missed by over $2 a share. They came in at six, yeah, $6.12. They were expected to earn $8.92. That's a big, big miss. Um, revenue missed by uh, about almost a billion dollars. And so uh, obviously they're, uh, they're getting beat up this morning. They're down almost 4.5% today. Ouch. And when Amazon does get that, that that's kind of like a Walmart report, you know, missing badly, because that's kind of one of the uh, gold standards for revenue and uh, and uh, and retail trade these days. Oh, that's right. They, they are kind of a bellwether to look at to see how things are going. It's going to be interesting to see if they can maintain that or they do some guidance revisions as time goes on, won't it? Yeah, it, it will definitely, definitely will. I mean, and I think that's the other thing about Amazon. I think they did. Let me look real quick. Yeah, they said they cited supply chain issues, and 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 their big thing is labor shortage. You know, they're trying to hire two hundred seventy-five thousand employees right now, uh, both permanent and and uh, seasonal. So that's pushing their cost up because. Uh, they're having to pay people more. They're having to pay bonuses to hire people. So that's really pressuring their bottom line. Which means the prices are going to end up going up eventually. No, that's right. I mean, ultimately, that's what happens. Cynic, um, cynic that I am, I'm assuming that. Other indications we got from the company reports, there's got to be some good news out there, doesn't there? Well, so then we had the oil companies report. The, you know, the two big guys, Chevron and Exxon, reported um, Chevron. Uh, they had their best, highest quarterly profit in eight years, um, they say. They uh, they beat by a little over, well, about 75 cents a share, came in at $2.96. Revenue beat forecast. They're trading up 1.6% this morning. Cool. And they're just barely over their 52-week high right now. The uh, And then ExxonMobil, they uh, they beat by two cents a share, came in at $1.58. Uh, revenue, though, was below the analyst forecast. Um, they've been helped by higher pricing, and they're trading, still trading up today, 1.8%. So, um, please, tell me, please tell me the only good news that you've got isn't just the gas stations. Well, you know, the best <laughs> news. So let me go down here. So let's look at the best news that I have today. All right. U.S. Steel. U.S. Steel, a steel company, an old, you know, an old line company. Um, they, they had a stack industry. That's right. They had a great quarter. Uh, they uh, they beat by almost um, 70, 70 cents a share. Um, revenue came in above forecast. The projections, steel shipments surged. Um, they raised their quarterly dividend by, to five cents a share uh, from a penny. And they announced a $300 million stock buyback program. So in all of that, their stock's trading up 9.5% this morning. That's incredible. That's one of the stock categories that I would never expect to see be the champion of the day. Would you? Uh, I would not. But but they definitely are the champion of the day. Um, Now, let's contrast that with the loser of the day. And that would be Western Digital. You remember the, the old hard hard drives and, and the maker of those? Yeah. Um, yeah, they had weaker than expected earnings for the quarter. Um, I think revenue was down a little bit too. Uh, they're battling supply chain issues. Um, so they are uh, 
Yeah, they're the big loser today. Down twelve and a quarter percent. Ouch. That's yeah. kind of a kind of a day of extremes, isn't it? It is. It is on those, but hey, we can't quit before we talk about Starbucks. Yeah, let's do. They, they were one of the big three that I heard had a miss. Yep. So they came in. They uh, they actually beat by a penny. Hmm. They made a dollar a share, uh, but revenue and their global same store sales fell short of expectations. Um, they, they were really impacted because of China. That's a key marketplace for Starbucks. And when COVID hit, and uh, and they had to quarantine everybody again, that affected the the China market. So they're trading down uh, five and three quarter percent this morning. I never thought that Starbucks would be big in China. I just didn't consider that as being a main market for them. It is. It is. A, a, I guess a, a pretty pretty sizable deal there. Intriguing. I didn't know that. Learned something new today. Resetting the table for the morning. Yesterday was a big update. Dow was up by uh, by two thirds of a percent, up two hundred and thirty nine points. Yes, another record. Standard and Poor's up by forty four and a half. That's yes, another record. And Nasdaq's getting dangerously close to its all time record. It was a two hundred and twelve points yesterday, over a percent and a third. Like I said, what a difference a day makes in a couple, three lousy reports 45 minutes before we open. What's happening this morning, Philip? Dave, we are definitely going the opposite direction across the board. Uh, we've got the Dow uh, down two-tenths of a percent. That's about $70. We've got the uh, S&P 500 down almost six-tenths of a percent. That's about $26. And the NASDAQ's down almost a full percent. We've got the... Um, VIX obviously heading up this morning. That's the volatility index on the S&P 500. On the commodity side, we're still in the same boat. Everything's red. Silver is down one, a little over 1.1%, uh, way below 24 now. It's at 23.83 uh, an ounce. Gold down one and a third percent, uh, down below 1800 at $1,778 an ounce. And then crude oil, we don't mind it going down, Dave, but it's down almost nine-tenths of a percent to 82.11 a barrel. That uh, almost sounds like a bargain relative to the last few weeks. I'll take it. Overseas markets, the Asian rim generally up, but just fractionally at close this morning. Uh, Europe is kind of looking at our futures and saying, uh-oh, they're down between a third and a half percent halfway through the European trading day. One of those things, you never know who's going to be up and who's going to be down. And uh, as we said, the day traders kind of respond vociferously. That's not the pattern you want in your retirement funds. How do I get a hold of you to find out how to stabilize my retirement? Dave, give us a call to walk through our trademark core retirement design so that you can have the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and 11.30 this week and 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and now on 95.3 FM. And I thank you so very much. You have a marvelous weekend. I'll even say go Knowles in your honor, all right? You got a chance uh, against Clemson? Ah, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. Well, Clemson's having, having an off year this year. There's, there's an upset in the weeds here somewhere. That's right. Maybe it'll be this week. We could use it. And I hate to say it, I don't give the Gators a lot of chance against Georgia, but I'm going to cheer for them anyway. Thank you much, Bye, my man. friend. I'll see you on Sunday, or on Monday. Hey, uh, I'll see you on Monday, the 1st of November.
I got you. Thanks so much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us this week. I hope you have a great weekend. I look forward to speaking to you Monday, the 1st of November. Bye now.